Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Knute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll get an update on the province's corn crop from agronomist Morgan Cott. Also, J.P. Gervais, chief economist with FCC, will stop by to talk about yesterday's interest rate hike announcement. And uh, first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us now is the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang, to give us an update on crops. We started with soybeans. Well, right now we're into the uh, late R6 to R7 growth stage right now. Um, we, we have had some good rainfalls uh, this summer and potential for the soybeans look, uh, look pretty good in most areas of the province. Any issues with uh, white mold? Um, I've been hearing a little bit of rumblings from, from different areas where they're finding in, in really dense canopies or there's some lodging happening in, in soybeans that we're seeing a little bit of white mold develop. But really, it's, it's very minor. Um, some of the research from North Dakota uh, that they've done over the years is that uh, to see any significant yield loss, you need to have at least 10% white mold uh, um, in your field, and, and that would translate into somewhere around 14,000 plants if you're planting 140,000, and we're nowhere near that. So um, nothing, uh, nothing uh, to be uh, real concerned about um, with the varieties that we grow, but it is being found out there. In terms of staging, um, is there quite a large gap between the, the um, earlier varieties and the longer season varieties? Well, we're just starting in on the maturity ratings at the Carmen site here this past week. And uh, we have some varieties that uh, hit what we consider 95% brown pod uh, physiological maturity, uh, where all the leaves have dropped off and um, the pods themselves are brown and, and they rattle within, seed rattles within the pod. Um, the earliest ones are maturing now. Our Czech variety is about 10 days away from maturity. And then you'll have a few longer season ones in there. Um, and uh, driving around the countryside now, we're starting to see some leaf drop. And uh, once we have a uh, full leaf drop um, and we hit that, what we call uh, 95% brown pod, uh, we have about 10 to 14 days of drying weather before we can get in there and start harvesting. So we're still a little ways away. I'm thinking towards, towards the end of this month, I think we should see uh, the first soybeans rolling in. Um, but there are some earlier lines out there that might be coming a little earlier, but still, we're still a good two weeks away at, at the very earliest. What about insects? Has there been uh, issues there? Um, in soybeans, for the most part, um, other than a few grasshoppers early in the season, but that's not their preferred crop. Um, the, uh, there have been some soybean aphids this past summer, um, and there have been some growers of sprayed. And, uh, but it's very um, sporadic, we'll say. Uh, you can go to one field, and pressure is high, and you go three miles down the road, and there's nothing. So uh, we've been encouraging growers all summer just to scout your fields. Um, and make that determination if you're at threshold or not and look for uh, a beneficial insects too because in some instances you may see soybean aphids show up but because of the beneficials that are there they keep uh, the numbers under control they never really reach threshold. wanted to talk a little bit about uh, field peas. Uh, that harvest uh, well, uh, well underway. Oh, for sure, yes. We're, we're starting to see uh, peas come off and we're hearing some good numbers so far. Um, anywhere 50 to 60 and... Uh, bushel seems to be pretty common, and uh, then you get the other numbers that uh, maybe a little bit further north. Uh, we're in that 70 to 80, and, and maybe even a little higher than that. 
Um, but uh, overall, quality is looking pretty good so far. We haven't had any rains through the harvest period to deteriorate the quality. And uh, for the most part, everything's uh, coming off in, in pretty good shape. Some uh, early uh, dry bean harvest as well? We've started to see a few growers start in their, in their dry beans, uh, some pintos, and, and I've heard there's been some great northerns being taken off. I uh, haven't heard any yields yet because it is pretty early. Um, I do expect uh, some of the light reds and, and cranberry beans to start in uh, harvesting later this week. Um, our variety trial that was at yesterday, um, it's really interesting to note when you start looking at the different varieties. Um, if you're looking at some of the different pintos, you can see which ones are what you consider early and then which ones are really hanging on. And uh, those ones that are hanging on are some of the new lines from uh, a little bit further south and uh, may not have a fit in Manitoba. Um, but uh, uh, they're, still, they're still within reason, but not as early as our, our Czech variety uh, that we've used in the past, Windbreaker. So. All right. Anything uh, else to highlight, Dennis? Or? Um, I think for the most part, uh, the forecast for the next couple weeks sounds pretty good. Um, the biggest thing to kind of really focus on with the soybeans is um, once, we hit, uh, once we hit our seven, um, so that would be physiological, uh, where you start to see some pod color change, at least one brown pod on the plant, and we start to see the leaf drop. Um, by then, a frost uh, won't really do any, any serious damage to yield. Um, if we get a frost earlier than that, uh, if we're still in full R6, that's where the yield losses can start. But it's even at R6, um, it's not as severe yield losses as what it would be as if it was earlier. So um, I think if we get past the 15th of September, uh, most of the soybeans should be in good shape uh, to take a frost. And um, we'll see what happens after that. But the short-term forecast looks pretty good. So That was the province's pulse specialist, Dennis Lang. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The spring wheat harvest is fully underway here in Manitoba, and Kirk is with Manitoba Agriculture. Lots of spring wheat harvest definitely like depends on which area of the province you're in. So in the central and northwest area, we're seeing about half of the spring wheat harvest being completed. Areas like the southwest and the interlake, uh, a little bit lower interlake, we did see a lot of really late seeding, so we'd expect to see later harvest there. But uh, for spring wheat across the province, we're seeing about 30% complete, but in the northwest and central region, about 50% complete spring wheat harvest. Yield averages for spring wheat are reported between 60 to 70 bushels per acre across the province. And Statistics Canada has released its stocks report for July 31st. John Drieger is with Leftfield Commodity Research. Stocks are down sharply pretty much across the board, anywhere from 30 to 50 percent, depending on the crop. And uh, just really a reflection of the fact that, that last year's uh, drought in Western Canada, I mean, we, we really had a, a yield disaster last year and, and crops were small and and. At the end of the day, uh, at the end of the crop year, uh, there's not much left. And that's basically what, what StatsCan showed us here today. Because of lower total supply, grain movements decrease for most crops, with year-over-year movements of grain by rail falling roughly 40%. Generally, exports also decreased because of constrained supply. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, September 8th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais. The Bank of Canada has increased its policy interest rate by 75 basis points to 3.25% as it continues to address inflation. FCC Chief Economist J.P. Gervais explains the thinking behind the increase and what to expect in the coming months. 
the expectation was that we would get a 75 basis point increase from the Bank of Canada. But I have to be honest, going back two weeks or 10 days, I do think the expectation was a little bit lower at 50 basis point. We just had a full percent increase in the overnight rate from the Bank of Canada in July. And so we combined that with another 75 basis point increase today. So that's quite steep in terms of an increase. And I think the one thing today that stands out for me is the statement, explicit statement by the bank that more will be needed, right? So definitely we expect that we'll have more interest rate increases between now and the, the, uh, the end of the year. Uh, I think the question is how much, um, at least another 50 basis point. But I do think that the bank has opened the door for more even into 2022. So um, this is uh, for, bank, for farm operations to, to monitor and, and think about where they stand from a financial risk standpoint. Now, uh, do you believe inflation will, will remain high, you know, just going forward here? Well, I definitely think that inflation will slow down. It's just a matter, part of the question is how do we measure it, right? So if we make the assumption that between now and the end of the year, prices were n- are not going to go up, which we both know that this is not going to be possible. But let's just say for the sake of the exercise that prices are not going up between now and the end of the year, we would still measure inflation at the end of December as around 6%. So it'll take time before we're able to measure prices that are more in line with the rate of inflation that we expect around 2%. Perhaps, you know, not even until later in 20, much later into 2023. So it's going to take some time, but I do think that the rate increases that we've seen so far are going to slow down consumer spending and that's going to lead to lower inflation down the road. I have no doubt. Talk a little bit about, you know, what do you see for next year? Well, 2023, the interesting question is, can we or should we expect interest rates to decline at some point in 2023? I think going into today, I thought, yeah, well, you know, financial markets are sending some of the signals that, yeah, maybe towards the second half of 2023, we could have, you know, lower interest rates. But I just don't know that this is likely right now. I Just a statement from the Bank of Canada that more will be needed um, and that they're super committed, very committed to actually bring inflation down towards 2%. I don't know that we are going to see lower interest rates in 2023. Perhaps, you know, we'll be done with raising interest rates, you know, at the end of 2022. And for most of 2023, it's going to be a holding pattern in terms of wait and see what's going to happen. But um, so for businesses, I think it is interesting right now to assess where they stand, when are loans expiring, when do they have to, to be renewed to understand, you know, what is the most, um, the best decision of my farm in terms of the investments I need to make and so forth, and in terms of also managing financial risk, because we perhaps are not done uh, seeing interest rates go up in 2022. JP, just talk a little bit more about the impact on on farmers. You know, what will this mean for them? Well, higher interest expenses actually has an impact on margins. I think the good news is that the demand for what we grow is still very robust, both domestically as well as globally. Uh, We've had to deal with elevated input costs, Costs have been coming down a little bit now, uh, but so have commodity prices. I think margins remain positive for grains and oil seeds. I think that the fact that feed prices have declined a little bit brings a little bit of relief to livestock producers. So overall, margins are projected to be positive for the next for this, this coming marketing year. But uh, no doubt that higher interest expenses are going to be um, impacting margins and perhaps as well slowing the demand for farmland down the road. Um, a lot of transactions in the farmland market that we're seeing right now are based off decisions that were even made prior to the rate increases that we've seen. Um, So we're not expecting to see that in the data just yet. 
But maybe down the road in 2023, we see a little bit of a weaker demand for farmland, fewer transactions, and that slows down a little bit the demand, which is which has been very very strong in the last in the last few years. That was Farm Credit Canada Chief Economist J.P. Gervais commenting on the Bank of Canada increase of its policy interest rate by 75 basis points to 3.25%. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Knute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Double B Egg Fest takes place in Beaujolais, September 9th through to the 11th. And the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting its fifth annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference, November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, we're joined by Manitoba Crop Alliance agronomist Morgan Cott to get an update on a few crops, including the province's corn crop. So corn's I would say nicely into the dense stage in general in Manitoba. Um, like once uh, the corn or corn ear has reached dense stage, we will estimate that it's uh, grain moisture is roughly at about 50%. Um, as the milk line moves down the grain with every quarter milk line movement, grain moisture decreases about five to 10%. Um, so at half milk line, moisture will be around 40 to 45%. Um, and at black, at black layer is when moisture is around that 30 to 35 percent. And, you know, overall, how is the uh, crop looking? You know, has there been enough uh, moisture here lately? We've, we've got enough moisture. I think that, you know, roots are, are deep, are, are as deep as they're going to get. And they're, they've been looking for the moisture and been finding it all season long. So I've seen a few fields that have a little bit of, um, you know, drought uh, symptoms you know, on field edges or field entrances sort of. So you may be seeing that a little bit, but generally we have enough to finish um, to finish the crop off in my perspective. And, uh, you know, I guess just compared to normal, are we still, uh, you know, a couple of weeks behind? Yeah, yeah, we definitely are. Um, my guess is that we're probably, if we are at the dense, dense stage, um, kind of across the board, I know that dense stages, you know, we go from, just beginning dent, dent or early dent all the way to, um, you know, three-quarter milk line right up to physiological maturity. It's a big kind of zone that we're looking at. Um, so I would estimate that if we're at sort of a quarter milk line to a half milk line right now, I don't think I'd be too far off to estimate that as overall in the, in the province. But it would at least put us three to four weeks out to black layer if we don't receive a killing frost and we get these, I mean, if we get these great temperatures all of September, that would be fantastic and we'd be looking really good. But um, I definitely don't estimate anything being at black layer before October and then we need a little bit of dry down after that. So typical harvest usually starts in the first week of October. So I would estimate we might be lucky enough to get that about 10 days later. Um, who knows what the weather will bring. And for, uh, for sunflowers, you know, what stage are we seeing there? Um, I'm guessing in about R7 for sunflowers across Manitoba. So R7 is when, um, you know, all the flowers are, are drying up, the disc flowers, everything, the ray flowers are drying up. You'll notice that everywhere, but the backs are going to, the backs of the heads are going to start to turn yellow. Um, my estimate 
for maturity is, is not until October for sure either, but we usually have a little bit of time with sunflowers and we can let them stand and uh, let them naturally dry down quite a bit um, and as long as they've got good standability, which generally they do. Any signs of moisture stress in the sunflowers? No, not so much. Sunflowers are great for searching out for moisture, So, and I think that we've had more than enough, um, and they're just starting to pull the moisture from the, the grain right now anyway. So generally, I'm not worried about moisture. How about uh, head rot? Um, have you seen any of that? No, I haven't personally seen any of it, but I really want to make sure producers are looking for that because if it's going to show up, it's going to start showing up now, and we have a high likelihood of, um, of seeing that this year. So keep an eye on it. And my only, I mean, there's nothing we can do about it at this stage, but just knowing that it's there and keeping a, a close monitor on it, and those fields are probably going to be your first to harvest just so that we keep the heads intact as long as possible and catch them before they happen to fall if it gets that bad. And I uh, just wanted to touch on uh, flax here as well. Uh, we're starting to see flax turn turn color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're looking at some desiccation probably happening this week for sure by next week, I'd say. Um, getting a few questions on what to use for a desiccant if we um, do need it or if a producer does need it. Um, there's a question of whether we use desiccant or a pre-harvest. Um, but my recommendation right now, my personal recommendation anyways, is to stay away from glyphosate for the time being as a pre-harvest because I don't want to have concern over our maximum residue limits or the, our uh, MRLs if we're going to be exporting anything. Um, so I would recommend sticking with a desiccant product for now. And then if you do need to take care of weeds, um, look at that at post-harvest timing. That was Manitoba Crop Alliance agronomist Morgan Cott. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Stats Canada says total stocks for most crops were down as of July 31st compared with the same period one year earlier. Lower stocks were largely the result of lower total supply for the 2021-2022 crop year which was because of low production in 2021 caused by drought in Western Canada. Leftfield Commodity Research Vice President John Drieger talked about how that might impact farmers this year. With the lower stocks, I mean, one of the things that, that it helps do is, uh, so we will have a larger harvest this year, undoubtedly, and we, you know, still until it's in the bin, you don't know quite what's out there. Uh, but the fact that there's so little crop coming into this season means that the, the increase in the total supply of grains uh, isn't going to be as, as large. And so it keeps some of these balance sheets a little bit on the tighter side. And the province's spring wheat harvest is about 30% complete. And Kirk is with Manitoba Agriculture. In terms of yield averages, we're seeing so far is about 60 to 70 bushels per acre for spring wheat with um, good quality. So protein we're seeing ranging from about 12.5 up to almost 15% uh, in good test weights. Kirk expects good progress to be made over the next week. The weather looks good for harvest just to keep continuing. Um, some of the later seeded cereals are starting to dry down a bit and have less green in them. So, you know, we will see very good harvest progress in the next week. She notes the winter cereals harvest is basically complete. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get an update on the province's sunflower crop. 
Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.